Hello, my diamonds. Welcome to episode 13, Nation of Diamonds, with me, Sabrina Victoria, as your host. I had a crazy encounter today with a coworker of mine, and I had to share it with all of you. Today, we are talking about the ability to take and give constructive criticism. Now, this is a subject I have struggled with all my life. We can't all be good at everything, people. <laughs> Join me today, and let's talk about the joys of criticism. She has no business giving advice because all the so-called social norms are against her. But she's here in your world to give her slightly biased, in-your-face opinion on how she thinks you could human better. Follow now to catch all her inspirational words on life, business, love, and learning to empower yourself. And now, your host, Sabrina Victoria. Hello, my diamonds. I hope everyone is having a fantastic Friday. It is January 12, 2018. This is my 13th podcast, and we are on a roll. Uh, you have to excuse me if I am a little less vibrant than usual. I am dealing with a massive, massive migraine. I'm not sure if any of you guys or how many of you deal with migraines, but... Um, I get hunger headaches, as I like to call them, and if I do not eat on time, then my body basically punishes me by giving me a massive migraine. So um, I was debating on doing a podcast today only because my head is throbbing. I've been in the dark all day today. Uh, my Fitbit is reading only 2,000 steps for the entire day because I have basically been in bed all day in the dark. Um, but I am a winner and I am choosing to fulfill my goal. This is not going to kill me. So I am here. It is 9.39 at night on Friday. I am feeling a tad bit better than I was this morning, which is what I was hoping, and I'm getting this done. So today we are talking about criticism. Um, I had a very interesting day today as far as um, dealing with a little bit of criticism. Uh, so I thought it would make for a good topic. So went into work today, was not feeling good, and I wore a very baggy dress today. Usually when I deal with these headaches, I don't want to have clothes on. I don't want anything constricting. I don't want to, um, I don't want to, uh, it, clothes just suck basically. And um, so I wore this really baggy dress that I actually really like. Um, it's kind of like a glittery gold dress. I got it at, um, I don't even know where I got it from, but it's an express dress. I probably got it off of eBay or something. Very, very comfortable. So I uh, went in today, and one of my coworkers, about halfway, even now, but in the morning at some point, because I left early today, uh, she goes to me. Now, meanwhile, she didn't know I was dealing with a headache. I don't uh, talk about, I try not to talk about negatives ever. So if I'm dealing with something, I uh, unless it's necessary for you to know that I'm dealing with something, um, I don't really complain much. So I just kind of kept to myself. But anyways, uh, apparently she found it necessary 
to tell me that she did not like my dress. <laughs> so it was rather strange. Um, she starts out by saying, you know, don't take offense. But um, that dress just, just not one of my favorites. Now, I'm not having a real good day today on top of it. But I chose to just kind of laugh it off. But in my head, I was kind of like, what the hell? Like, first of all, didn't ask you. Second of all, I'm not going to a Cinderella ball or anything today. I'm just at work. Um, so I had two, you know, two things that I could do. I could go super negative and be extra cranky, you know, just because what the heck. Um, or I could just say, who cares, right? So um, I tend to kind of find the humor in things. So about a half an hour later or so, one of my uh, other workers, an assistant of mine, came in. And I just asked the other woman straight up. I said, hey, listen, a uh, quick question for you. Feel free to tell me the truth. Um, you know, I said it right in front of the other girl. Let's say girl A and girl B, right? Girl A is the one that made fun of my dress or basically told me the dress did not look good on me. Um, so I went to girl B right in front of girl A and I said, hey, quick question. Uh, girl A just got done telling me that she didn't like my dress. So I'm taking a poll. What do you think? And I stood up and then this girl actually said, wow, I was actually going to compliment you on your dress. I think that dress is beautiful. So we all had a good laugh. And the other girl was like, well, I'm not saying that it's not nice. It's just you usually wear dresses that are a lot more complimentary to your body type. This one just looks like a big bag. And then I went on to explain that I wore it purposely because I don't feel good. It's also a dress that I wear on my periods because it's just nice and baggy, hides the bloat, whatever. But I, it just kind of got me to thinking, uh, you know, people and how uh, people criticize and... Uh, People don't know how to criticize, and uh, other people don't know how to take criticism. So this is something that I've dealt with my whole life. Uh, there's two things I'm, I know and I'm aware of as far as not being good at. One of them is not accepting criticism well, and the other one is I don't like to be told what to do. So they kind of go hand in hand a little bit because usually when you're criticizing somebody, you're telling somebody to fix something or to do something differently, which goes with not being liking, not liking being told what to do. So I've been very aware of this my whole life uh, since I was very, very little. I was, I've always been the type of person that is really good at like removing myself from the situation and realizing how I react. Like I've always been very self-aware of who I am. So even at a very young age, um, I took on the persona of being a quote unquote hundred percenter. And this is something that I've told myself, just been known as, um, my whole life. And even my parents, when I was very small, you know, used to compliment me on the fact that I always went above and beyond. Uh, for instance, you know, uh, my mom would tell me to clean the kitchen, right? Or not even, she would tell me to do the dishes. She'd be like, Hey, Sabrina, after dinner, do the dishes, right? 
Now, I was the type of person that if you told me to do the dishes, I wouldn't just do the dishes. I would wind up cleaning the entire kitchen. Now, the reason I would wind up cleaning the entire kitchen was not because I actually wanted to clean the entire kitchen, but because as I was cleaning the kitchen, I realized that it was all kind of connected and that after dinner, right, the dishes are dirty, but then after you do the dishes, the counters are kind of dirty. And then also after dinner, the stove is kind of dirty. And then we obviously ate on the table. And then when I'm cleaning everything and cleaning the counters and cleaning the table, a lot of times the crumbs fall on the floor. So then I'm cleaning up the floor and it all kind of goes together. And in order to avoid, right? So if I were to do the dishes, right? Just do the dishes. There, that means there would be dirty stuff in the sink, like crumbs and soap suds. And that means there would also be crumbs on the counter, right? Because dishes leave crumbs and watermarks and puddles of water, whatever else from grabbing your dishes. Because we didn't have a dishwasher when I was growing up. So I would realize that if I only did the dishes, then there would be other stuff that would be a mess. So more than likely, if my mom came into the kitchen and she literally said, just do the, you know, just do the dishes or do the dishes, that she would come in and not be fully satisfied with my work done because everything around the sink would be dirty. So I would say, okay, well, I need to clean this part up so that she doesn't tell me that I have to clean up around this part because it just seems like common sense, right? So then after I get done cleaning the counter around the sink and inside the sink and making it all pretty, then the stove right next to it didn't really look like it went because the stove was dirty, right? And then as I'm cleaning the stove, crumbs are falling. So it all kind of links together. So in order to make it so that when my mom came into the kitchen, there was absolutely nothing, zero, that she could correct me on, criticize, or tell me to do, I would just do it all. And I've been like that since I can remember, honestly. You tell me to do one thing, I will always, always go above and beyond to make sure that, like, every, the thing you told me to do with everything around the thing you told me to do was done so that there's absolutely no frustration or look of disappointment on your face, but just utter disbelief and astonishment. So I've known for a very long time that I am not good at taking criticism, whether it's constructive or non-constructive, it doesn't really matter. Now, because I am so sensitive to criticism, I have gone above and beyond to try to figure out ways to criticize. Obviously, in my line of work, um, you know, being a, uh, you know, a head or a manager or a boss or whatever you want to call it, um, you need to learn to give criticism. So there's a, a strategy that's known out in the world, and I wanted to share, with, share it with you today. And you can use this at home. You can use this with your spouse. You can use this with your kids. You can use this at work, anywhere at all. 99% of the time, it works brilliantly. Most of the time, people don't even realize that you're doing it to them, which is amazing if you do it correctly. And it has to be done with sincerity. It has to be done with um, with real, genuine um, love behind it. So it's called an Oreo. At least that's what I always called it. I don't know if that's the actual technical name for it. But it's called an Oreo. And basically what you do 
is you give the individual a compliment, then you give them the criticism, and then you give them a compliment. Okay? So this is how it would go. It would go something like, hey, Scott, um, I really loved how you put that report together. It sounds amazing. Um, is there any way that you could possibly change section four, though? It sounds a little bit all over the place, but other than that, the report is absolutely phenomenal. Just get back to me in like an hour, okay? Now, that sounds great. Now, this is it without the Oreo, okay? You walk up to Scott, you just go, hey, can you change section four? Just sounds a little choppy. It's kind of all over the place. A lot more direct. A person can definitely take a lot more um, offense to it. Definitely. And the person also doesn't feel like you have any gratitude towards the work that he put into it, right? Now, some of the things that you need to kind of, I guess, add to this is... Um, a few things. So the first one is um, being very specific. Okay. So the first thing you don't want to do, for, so we use that same example, is just go up to Scott and say, hey, uh, some of this sounds real kind of all over the place. It's really hard to follow. Can you fix it? Okay. Breaking it down as simple as saying section four is a lot more helpful. This way he doesn't get the report back and just feel as if the entire thing is a fail. So going from, you know, saying some of this sound, you know, here's the whole report back. Some of it sounds choppy or all over the place. Uh, can you fix it? Makes him feel like the entire thing is messed up. Okay. Now the other way of doing it is, hey, can you please change section four? It sounds a little choppy. It's a little bit all over the place. This kind of gives them a hint that the rest of it is okay, but just section four. So it kind of gives them a sense of relief. It's a little bit nicer than the first one. Now the king, right? The criticism that tops all criticism is the Oreo. And that's when you would say, I really loved how you put this report together. It sounds so good. Thank you so much for the work you put into it. If you could just do me a favor and possibly change section four a little bit because it sounds a little all over the place. But other than that, it sounds amazing. You did such a good job. If you could have it back to me within an hour, that would be great. So you went from not giving them any, just basically making them sound like the making it sound like the entire report sounds super sucky to being more specific about the entire thing and telling them just section four to using the um, Oreo, the Oreo, as far as making him realize or making him feel as if the report is phenomenal. However, just section four. This way he feels um, loved. He feels great um, that you have gratitude. You're thankful for his work. Um, and he'll be more happy and 
more apt to fixing section four instead of fixing it angrily, right? He'll fix it probably a lot better than he would have because he wants to make you even more happy. You were so happy with the whole report. He's going to want to make sure that he tops this thing with a cherry by making section four unbelievable for you just so that he can go back and get even more praise from you. A lot of times what we don't realize is people live off of praise. A lot of times people will do more for praise than they will for money, which is crazy, but it's so true. You give somebody a high five, you give them a pat on the back, you tell the entire office. One of the things that I do a lot is when somebody does a really good job, even people that aren't necessarily in my office, even people outside of my office, I will send them an email and also copy their boss and their boss's boss thanking them. Oh my gosh, Sue, thank you so much for your help. You are such an angel. I cannot believe how much work you put into this. You helped me out tremendously. I wish that there were more people like you in the world. Send. Now, not only did that go to Sue, but that also went to Sue's boss and Sue's boss's boss. Now, how do you think that makes her feel? Do you think that she'd be more apt to helping me quicker next time? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Even with criticism. One of the things that I also do is compliment people on their quickness. I compliment people on their um, how fast they got back to me. When you do stuff like that, right? If my email comes through and Robert's email comes through and Greg's email comes through, who do you think she's going to help first? She's going to help the person that appreciates her quickness. My email will be answered first. Always. Guaranteed. Why? Because I highlight or focus on the fact that she's quick. So she'll work harder for me and quicker for me knowing that she's going to get a compliment back, which makes her feel good about herself and feel good about her job. So you have to realize that when you're criticizing, especially your kids, especially your kids, you want your kids to do a good job for you. You need to super duper, ooper, duper, ooper, ooper, duper, ooper, praise them when they do a good job. So you want them to do, to clean up the garage. They didn't do such a good job. Do the whole, you did such a great job so far. Oh my gosh, this looks phenomenal. Can you do me a favor and just, you know, finish up this part and finish up this part. But other than that, you did such a great job. Versus going out into the garage and just being like, oh my gosh, this is not done. Are you kidding me? You still have to do this. You still have to do this. You still have to do this. How do you think the reaction is? They'll work harder for you if you compliment them and do the Oreo than they will with the second one with you yelling at them, just telling them all the stuff they did wrong. Then what happens is once they do those other few things that you had them do, you come out and you, oh, praise them like crazy. Oh my gosh, you guys did so phenomenal. I can't even believe this. This looks amazing. Thank you so much, right? Then two weeks from now, maybe you have a gathering at a party, 
right? Maybe you meet up with some parents, some other kids, a birthday party, a little gathering, whatever it is. Mention it. Check out my garage. Look at what a great job my kids did on this garage. Look at this. Make sure your kids hear you say it. What do you think the probability of them working hard for you again is? Double, triple for the praise, for the love, for the affection, for the high fives. Even with a little bit of criticism. So every time you criticize, you need to also show appreciation or love. While you're criticizing, right? You start up with appreciation, love, gratitude, throw your criticism in the middle, and then close up with appreciation, love, and gratitude. And the criticism will be taken with so much more understanding and, um, and will be done without a grudge too. Okay, it doesn't mean that your kids aren't still going to be a little irritated because they might want to go play, but it's going to be a hell of a lot of a, a hell of a lot better reaction from them than if you just get angry at them and start spitting out what they did wrong. The other thing that's very important too that I actually just started realizing is to focus more on the problem and not the person. Okay, so for instance, if you're criticizing let's say your children again, instead of saying, um, oh, you guys did horrible at this, or you guys should have worked harder at this, or you guys should have done this, or you forgot to do this. Instead of saying the word you, right? Pointing blame, belittling, making them feel small. The, what you need to do instead is take out the word you, and focus on the problem. So instead of saying, hey, you forgot to clean the floor, what the heck is wrong with you, right? Instead, change it to, hey, um, the floor just needs to be swept, and then you're all done. That's it. So take the focus away from the person, take out the word you, and put all the focus on what needs to get done. So with Scott at work, right? You messed up on section four. You should have done better on section four. You made section four choppy. You made it so that section four isn't really understandable. There's no focus. Instead, you turn it to the problem, the issue. Hey, section four doesn't really make a lot of sense. Hey, section four is a little bit choppy. It's a little unfocused. Okay, so this way you're not pointing at them or making them feel little or small and inadequate. You're basically just focusing right on the problem and just out asking them to help you with the problem, assist you with the problem. They're not the problem. The problem is the problem. And that will make it so that people will be a lot more apt to helping out because then they're helping you. It's not their fault. They're helping you solve a problem. People are okay with helping you solve problems, but they don't want to help you solve problems if you're making it seem like it's all their fault. So I also wanted to touch briefly on how to take criticism. So the first thing you want to do is stop your first reaction. Okay. So for instance, when I was uh, confronted by my associate who told me that my dress did not look good on me, my first reaction was to be like, what, 
<laughs> like, are you serious right now? I didn't ask you. That was my first reaction. Like, self-conscious, irritated, what the heck, right? But you swallow that. Then you have to figure out where the, where the criticism came from. Why is she saying it to me? She's obviously not saying it because she dislikes me. She's saying it more than likely so that uh, I don't wear it again because she feels it's like it's not as flattering on my body, which I actually wound up pulling out of her a little bit later in the day. The other thing that I do is I ask questions. So in this instance, I waited a little bit longer after I digested it, and I wound up asking another coworker her opinion. Now, you might not always want to do that. In Scott's situation, for instance, with the report, instead of being all bitter about it, a lot of times what happens, and this is what I've become really good at, is if you ask a question, then you take back control of the situation, okay? Some bosses just don't know how to criticize. They're going to come up to you. They're not going to know how to Oreo. They're just going to come right up to you and they're going to say, hey, this report's sucky. It's super choppy. Um, redo it again. Get it to me within an hour. Now, you can just be pissed off and angry and just be like, this boss sucks. Or you can swallow your first reaction, realize that the report is important for the meeting that you're about to have, and then ask a question. Take back control and say, okay, sure, no problem. Uh, what part of the report? Oh, well, it was section four. Section four is just doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay, no problem. So do you think maybe maybe having a graph or a chart would be a good idea maybe to add into that so that it's a little more comprehensible? Oh, yes, actually. Yes, that would be phenomenal. Okay, sure, no problem. Well, I'll make sure that I get that for you. No problem. I'll have it done for you within an hour. See, then you took the criticism and instead of being a victim and feeling as if it's all your fault, you took control of the situation and you started asking questions so that you can do a better job. Okay? Your mom or your dad comes after you saying that the garage still looks horrible. Oh, sure. No problem. What else would you like me to do? What part? What part that would you like me to fix? What are you thinking? I'll do it for you. No problem. Answering back, not in a harsh tone, in a very monotone, calm tone, getting more specific. Basically what you're doing is you're forcing them to do what they already should have been doing, right? That's what we talked about, being more specific. People aren't always being very specific. People don't know how to criticize. So you're going to have to teach them how to by asking questions, not reacting. Realizing that it's coming from a place because they need help and then forcing them to give you more details. So I hope that this helped. I hope that this broke things down um, a little bit more for you. I know it was a little choppy there in the beginning. I apologize because I am dealing with a headache here. So I kind of zoned out a little bit there. So I apologize if this was a little more choppy than it normally is. You have to forgive me. 
Um, I hope that uh, your weekend goes well. I will be talking to you Saturday and Sunday. I'm not taking a day off with this. So thank you so much for joining me here at Nation of Diamonds. I was your host, Sabrina Victoria. Be sure to follow me here on SoundCloud and check out all my other social media under sabrinavictoria.com. Always healthy, passion-filled content here. I am here to support you in your dreams. Please feel free to reach out to me anytime. I am always willing to hear and guide you to your passion. Do something awesome today. Much love. Mwah. Thanks for listening. For more awesome spoonfuls of things only Sabrina can get away with saying, visit sabrinavictoria.com. And this is a reminder to follow Sabrina Victoria on Facebook for posts straight to your wall as soon as they happen.